Hello and welcome to the Washed Up and Never Was podcast. I'm your host, Big Ant, with my co-host, JC, and we're coming to you live from the 10th Road Studios. JC, what's up, my man? How we doing, Big Ant? All right, all good. The New England Patriots are your new Super Bowl champions. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick doing it for the fifth time, having a full hand, becoming the second player to have five rings. And just an unbelievable game and an unbelievable comeback. And I would say probably the best Super Bowl in history. JC, how do you feel? Yeah, that was definitely one for the books. I mean, to me, honestly, though, could care less. A couple fucked up plays and lost out on thousands of dollars. So I could care less, you know, really (laughs) who won. But still an unbelievable game. How they came back like that was just unreal. And, uh... I don't know. I'm I'm lost now. Football's over. What are, what are we gonna talk about? Yeah, football's over. It's time to jump into basketball. No, oh, that hasn't been too much fun, especially in New York. Well, you got the Patriots winning the fifth Super Bowl. Tom Brady standing alone, and I guess it's safe to say to call him the greatest of all time now. Uh, I, yeah, I think he has the goat. I mean. I just, how do you not have him be the greatest player? And I mean, people like to say, oh, well, you got championship rings, this, that, whatever. I mean, no one's ever, I think, going to come close to touching his postseason stats. And the guy's just a winner. For me, it always looks hard when you lose in all sports. LeBron James, I always use as the biggest example because he'll never be seen as the greatest NBA player just because he lost championships. Tom Brady has the two losses to the Giants. And for some reason, it doesn't seem to resonate as much as in the NFL, but for me, it does. And I feel like outside fans would, because who would you compare him to? I would say Jordan, the only one to have that kind of drive. He hates losing more than he likes winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't see it, though, with the way, you know, he was just on great teams. Like, Patriots had the number one defense this year. If you don't have a good defense, you're not winning games. Yeah, I agree. I think it's way it's become more about the defense of lately. You, I could think from the last three, I think the best defense has won. You got the Seahawks, who were the better defense. Yeah. And then um, you got the Broncos. Broncos, and now you got the Patriots, who are the best defense. So at three of the last four Super Bowls, the number one defense has won. Yeah, that trend that we talked about last week, how uh, the top defense is number one defense going versus the number one offense. I believe it was 4-1 in favor of the defense. And now in the last six, it's 5-1 in favor of the defense. So when they say defense wins championships, that's what they uh, mean. Yeah, and you really thought Atlanta's defense was bringing it. They had a solid run stop, and they were driving Brady crazy in the pocket. They only held up to three points in the first half, and the offense was on fire. Matty Ice was just throwing dimes everywhere, laying it nicely, touchdown passes, and they went to 21-3 at halftime, happy as shit, and now they got nothing to do. And getting the ball. Yeah, and they and they kept the ball out of Brady's hands. That is the key to beating Brady in the Super Bowl. The Giants, they always they always had the ball in their Super Bowls and had a solid pass rush. It's all about driving crazy in the pocket. You need that pass rush. And ultimately, pass rushing so much ended up backfiring on them. As they went to the second half, Brady was able to keep the ball and wear down that Atlanta front line. And I think they had the ball forty over forty minutes in the game. Yeah, it was unbelievable the amount of time they had it. Amount of time the amount of plays that they ran. I think they doubled the amount of plays that Atlanta had just on Yeah, the Tom Brady had a record uh 
attempts and completions. Yeah, he, he had set a record, all type of records. Passing, yeah. uh, passing yards in the game. Uh, just amount of attempts, completions. Everything about that Super Bowl for Tom Brady was record-breaking. How many? Uh, 62 attempts. 43 of 62. I don't even think I attempted 62 passes yeah. in my whole career. And most yards, 466 yards. I don't even think I ran that many yards. <laughs> <laughs> And then Matt Ryan was kept to a low numbers. Ultimately, even though coming out firing in the first half, he should have had way higher numbers than it comes out. He, he almost threw for 300, threw for 284. Still high numbers, but compared to what he was doing in the first half to the second half, it's amazing. My big surprise number I take out of the Super Bowl is Julio Jones' targets. Oh, he had yeah. only four targets. Caught all the passes and made an unbelievable catch late in the fourth quarter, which... I still think Atlanta should have won the game just off that catch that he made. And how do you not throw probably arguably the best receiver in the league, more throw the ball at him more? Probably the greatest play in history that will never be remembered. It's almost the same catch that happened in the Seahawks-Patriots Super Bowl. I can't think of who caught it. I think it was uh, Baldwin. Baldwin or Curse? I'm not sure yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was one of them that caught it. It was like they kick it around. And then they caught it. Yeah, it landed right there. Oh, Merry Christmas. What's this? Uh-huh. It, 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 became, it became a trend almost for the Patriots where they make a, someone makes a spectacular catch. Every Super Bowl I've watched with them that I could remember, someone has caught a spectacular grab. Yeah, there's something just about New England Patriots uh, Super Bowls that they just come down to that one play where, you know, it's, right. it's one play deciding the game. Yeah, every Super Bowl they're playing is close and tight. I remember the early first uh, three that Brady has were always field goal decided. To yeah, everything comes down to one last play or something at the end of the game. Now, I got a quick question. I was thinking about this all week. Couldn't wait to get on the podcast to talk to you about it. Do you, uh, With the game that Brady had, can't take it away, probably one of the best performances we'll probably ever see in Super Bowl history, past, future, whatever. Did Tom Brady win the Super Bowl for New England or did Kyle Shanahan and the play calling from Atlanta lose? Well, it's it's very tough to say because it's so easy to just think that they could, you know, choke and give it up in the end and then give Brady the, the reward for winning it. But it takes a lot regardless. That was a lot of 25 points he had to come back from. That That's a... A, a tough amount just to score 25, t- 25 points in a in a half is ridiculous and to make two back to back two point conversions I mean come on as, as much as you want to take credit away from Brady either way what he had to do was hard in any game in, in, against any defense two back to back point conversions in the Super Bowl that I just think that alone stands out I don't think anything should be taken away for Tom Brady's comeback his greatness is solidified after this game. And everything about that game just proves that he was the greatest. The numbers, the way it went, the way the game ended. And even being the first Super Bowl ever to go overtime. By the way, that play, uh, his knee was down. He wasn't. That wasn't a touchdown. Yeah, they I agree. He said he reviewed it, but I don't know who reviewed it because maybe just because so many people bum-rushed the field. And they already blew up the confetti. Yeah, I, know. I didn't want to look like idiots after doing that, but... We checked the replay. His knee was, was down, down, and the ball was not over the goal line. But what I wanted to touch on was late in the fourth quarter, about five minutes left, New England scores, gets a two-point conversion, and makes it 28-20. to 20. 
Okay, Matty Ice gets a ball at his own 10-yard line, drives down the field, <clears throat> makes that big play on second down to uh, Julio Jones when he steps up into the pocket. I'm sure you see it all over TV. Where Jones, that catch we talked about, I think his last catch of the game is four targets. How do you have four targets going into the fourth yeah. quarter? I, I still How do you only that. target your best yeah. receiver four times? So anyway, he makes that unbelievable catch. I still don't know how he got his, know how he caught the ball. Just a seed. Great play by Matt Ryan. And you have the ball first and ten. Four minutes left. Four and a little change. Like four and a half minutes left in the game. And you have the ball at the New England 22-yard line. You run the ball three times. I don't yeah. care how high-powered offense you have or, you know, being so aggressive. There's got to be a time where, like, listen, if you kick a field goal, by you figure they run a few plays. They can get it under three minutes, around two minutes and a half. Now you give them break. You get kick a field goal at worst. I personally don't think they, they – I personally think they overthought the situation. They uh, wanted to just put the game out, score the touchdown – Put it out. Don't let Brady even come close. And then it backfiring, I think. I don't think so much they said, you know, let's pass instead of run here and keep and try to get a first down. I think they were just trying to put away the Patriots and put them to bed and call it a night. <coughs> yeah, but they, they handed off to Freeman. For, they lose a yard. All right, now you got second and 11, excuse me, from the 23. Mm-hmm. At worst, you run it two more times. You lose two more yards. You're kicking a field goal from the 25-yard line. It's a 40-something yard, 42-yarder. At worst, odds are Matt Bryan having a great postseason. I think only one field goal is missed, or two throughout the whole postseason through field goal kickers. He makes it. You're up 11, and Brady has the ball with two minutes left. No. What they do, they side the pass. Matt Ryan takes a sack for 12 yards. Now he's on his 35. New England calls a timeout. Their first timeout they take. Now you got three minutes and 50 seconds left. Next play. An offensive holding, dropping back another 10 yards. <coughs> and then on third, you got third and 33 from New England's 45-yard line and just basically took him out of field goal range. A possession that started at Atlanta, uh, New England's 22-yard line. Now you got third and 33 from the 45. If they kick the field goal right there, you run the ball three times, kick the field goal, you're up 11. Now let you, you know, it's... Oh, I wouldn't say it's impossible because at one time in the game when it was 28 to 3 that when they were down 25 ESPN had it like 99.4% right that they you know can't win the game. And the real play of the game that a lot of a lot point to Edelman's catch. The real play of the game is Chris Long getting in there uh, on the end on the uh, on the right end and getting the hold call to to push away further back to third and 33. And also, I think the refs missed when there was a hand set of face on Matty Ice. They called all year for Brady. And, you know, the guy. Oh, getting... Brady gets every call. Brady gets every call. You know, I don't one... care what anyone says. He gets every call. He's a kiss ass to the refs. You see him out there. Hey, how you doing? How's the wife? How's the kids? Oh, bite me. None of that. That's all fake to me. He gets everything. He's the Jordan of the NFL. But to see, you know, them have to punt the ball away. Brady gets the ball back. And, of course, you knew once. They made that last play like it's over. Just watching the game, I'm like, why not run the ball? Here we go. You're giving the ball back to Brady. He got three minutes, three and a half minutes left. You know he's scoring. You know to get a two point conversion, and it's, that's pretty much it. Once that series right there, after Julio Jones makes that catch, you're like thinking, game over. Falcons just won the Super Bowl. Especially with Freeman running the tough game, he had 75 yards. Hard not to go to him. And you know, if he had 75 yards, you know he got most of that in the first half. 
because they barely ran the ball and barely had the ball in the second half. Yeah, I just I don't understand how you not run it. And now you look at it like this, Shanahan, you know, offensive coordinator. Oh, he didn't care. He knew he, he had to take it to San Francisco. He was out of there regardless. It was, it's like fucking dust underneath the couch. You just mm-hmm. swipe that away. You know, now let's look on to the 49ers and what they're doing with that organization. Mm-hmm. But you still got to think about it. Like, even as a coach, that has to haunt you. Not calling three running plays, trying to kick the field goal. Nah, you're, know- an, you're an assistant coach. It doesn't matter if you win, you lost. That in the end, in in hindsight, none of that matters. It only counts when you're a head coach. And I, 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 I don't, don't think I don't, I don't think it's making him lose sleep at night as much as it is for you. I coach. I know well, losing all that money's killing you. He's I, not. I coach pee wee football. I won a championship on a play call. Okay, I called a fake punt on a fourth down, that was successful. Kept the drive going. We ended up uh, milking out the clock, but I still think to this day, like I called a play. We had we got ended up picking up a first down later on in the drive, and we pretty much iced the clock. And I still second guessed my own play, like, oh, what should I've called? My play worked. We won the game, we won the championship. But I still second guess, like, oh, what should, should I have changed? Like, I don't know why. Just thinking I should right. different play. That has to be in Kyle Shanahan a part yeah. that he didn't run the football. You're the Bill Belichick of Pee Wee football. I wouldn't go that far. I yeah. don't think I have. A, I have one win as a head coach, <laughs> offensive coordinator. I got a, a chip under my belt, but. As a head coach, I think I'm one in about a thousand. <laughs> oh man! And how do you think at a halftime show, Lady Gaga? Well, you know she really didn't jump off the uh, top of the stadium, right? Yeah, I heard it was uh, pre-recorded because of all the drones they had for the light show. The pre, yeah. How bad were the commercials? Honestly, I was saving the commercials for uh, bathroom breaks and uh, to go to the cooler. Yeah, and to check my boxes, but. I mean, that was the first time I remember not even caring about the commercials. No, what it is, it's like three mil for a commercial now. Why the hell? Why? Where are you gonna get all the money to pay for a uh, quality commercial after you just drop three mil to put it on? Yeah, there was a couple of, like po- uh, with politics and everything. So once I heard that, I wasn't even really paying attention. Yeah, I'm th- sick of the politics and everything you see now. Especially you go on Facebook and everyone thinks they're a politician and. Trump this and Trump that. I'm just sick of it already. Just yeah. move on. He won the pre- He's the president. Back him. This is your country. I don't even want to get into it. But the whole the whole election screwed the NFL season up. That's why they were losing a lot of ratings early on because of all the comical debates they had going on. Yeah. Well, it was a hell of a Super Bowl, and the the party was even crazier. Did you see what they were doing in Boston? Gronkowski injured. They didn't even play in the Super Bowl. My man's chugging beer shirtless in 20-degree weather in New England. You wouldn't be? I'd be streaking down. I wouldn't be on the board. I'd be running up and down. I would feel like shit. I, I mean, honestly. You just didn't You just didn't get to play because you're a little cry-ass and can't play. That's another thing, too, we could touch on. How do you feel about someone that... I mean, he was there early on. Sucks that he got injured. Another, I think, third back surgery that he had in his career so far. But... I mean, he's going to have a ring. Jimmy Garoppolo has two championship rings already, you know, under his belt. Yeah, I know. Can two you imagine super, that? Like, do you think, like, if you don't do anything, should you be awarded a ring? Yeah, I mean, you were there for the whole time. You you prepared each game. You you had to be re- on the ready if some, especially on the Patriots. I, I think Shockey has a ring, too, when you watch a game from the the. Up in the yeah, speed box, right? I'd say it. I wanted Shockey to play. Jeremy Shockey was a hell of a player. I hated him like when he went to the Saints, though. 
But what like you know if if you don't really participate and you think you deserve a ring, there should be like your championship ring for the starters and the guy would just say, hey, I'm on the team. I don't know, cause I think you have to prepare too. I think you 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 you're put in just as much work as the other one is. It's not your fault that that they've earned more playing time than you because they have a, a superior talent. You're there with them. I think if you weren't playing backup, they would have no one to compete against at practice. You think someone like Tom Brady has to worry about competing and losing his job? Well, yeah, he's getting old. If he's losing a step and his arm can't make certain throws. And his step, th- the guy looked like he was 25 years old this year playing the way he played. Hey, Peyton Manning had a record-breaking year one year, and then he's throwing nine TDs and 17 interceptions the next. Well, that's because could- he was too busy doing fucking Papa John commercials <laughs> and not, you know, training. Brady, I heard Brady say he, the way he trains his body and get, you know, each each and every day. Yeah, back, him and him and his boy Edelman and Gronkowski. Years ago, a, that you know, after a game he'd be hurting, but now the way he's been training, and he says after a game in practice he doesn't even feel it, and he keep going. He says he has a few more years left of this. So now we got to talk about you know next year how Brady's going for his sixth title, and then it, hopefully his podcast is still around. We might see Brady, you know, six, six, seven, eight titles. I feel like he's gonna win six. I feel like that's when he's gonna call it when he wins six. For some reason, I feel like that's. The goal in his mind. You saw him cheering with the fans. Uh, let's win six. Let's win six at the parade. That stupid parade. And I think he's going to really... It's amazing that he's just still hungry for one. How? I'd be like, I'm chilling, man. I got a hot-ass wife. I got plenty of money in the bank. She got plenty of money in the bank. You could just live the rest of your life. Yet yeah, he still wants to win another championship. Speaking about commercials that you brought up, how about the Brady commercial? Did you see that? Oh, uh, with the MRI place? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, Roger that. <laughs> he filmed the commercial five months prior to uh, the Super Bowl. And if you didn't see it, he goes to this MRI place and he, he needs to put his stuff in the locker because, you know, no jewelry or metal of sorts. And the lady goes... Oh, do you want to put stuff in here? He puts all his four rings in, and she goes, "Oh, anything else?" And he goes, "Oh, yeah, one more." And and she goes, "Oh, that's." And he goes, "That's everything." He goes, "Roger that." And a little snub at the NFL, at the NFL commissioner Roger Goodell. What about when Goodell gave him the trophy? He like, I've seen reports. Uh, Joe Thomas from the Browns. I forgot what exactly what he said about him, but how Goodell just ran right off the stage after he handed uh, New England a trophy. Yeah, see, I heard, I saw some of them complaining that he was rather quick too. But uh, I also they said it was the same amount of time that he did. It just seemed quick because everyone wanted to imagine it was quick. But he gave actually a, it was a little longer than his normal amount of time. I, I saw the NFL say, and but did you see when he first came up uh, when Terry Bradshaw introduced him, they booed the hell out of him. Yeah, Brady and Belichick were laughing at it. That New England. Te- uh fan base, New England organization, everyone that's, you know, for the Patriots up in that Boston area, they just got to love this right now. Just, you know, sticking it right to Goodell. Yeah. Uh, you want to spend me for four games? Ha, no problem. Guess what? We'll still be in the championship next year. I know. It made it all that much sweeter for them, and it bothers me to no end. It bothers me to no end he didn't retire after winning. I really need the Jets to win. It's, it's driving me crazy. So speaking of that, you know, now Brady's coming back again next year. Can't wait. Belichick already said that they're five weeks behind the next year. Oh, <laughs> kiss my ass. That's such an act. Whenever he's in, 
with the media, with, with like beat writers and small media, he's just playing them because he thinks it's useless and a waste of time. That's why I hate people give him any recognition for what he says. It's all f- bull crap. Just to toy with people. I feel like I feel like he's a party animal, Bill. You know, why does he wear only need a half a sleeve sweaters? What back alleys is he hanging out? <laughs> I just I just really can't believe that the run that these guys been on and who knows how much longer it's gonna continue to go. Yeah, and they have all the all the same key component players usually being Brady, Edelman, Gronkowski and Amendola and and Blunt. And you keep and and they somehow still able to adjust with just bringing in rookies and utilizing the draft rather than free agency. You saw them give away uh, Jamie Collins at the drop of a hat, even though he did cash in in Cleveland now. But I mean, you're stuck in Cleveland. That's the price you pay for the money you make. And and <laughs> <laughs> and you could really see them going places next season, being with. Just Brady at the helm. One thing I want to bring up that, you know, New England had the spy gate, the flake gate. That's pretty much what they had all year long. You know, they haven't been in the news yet. But there's a new one that I think it might come out. It might not. You're going to hear it first on uh, the Wash Up and Never Was podcast. But the New England cheated in the Super Bowl, if you're not aware. It was the pinky gate. Okay. <laughs> Edelman. For those that don't know, for some reason, I don't know what's wrong with his hand. I don't know exactly what what he has, but he cannot open his hand completely in his one of his, I think it's his right hand. His pinky is bent and does not open up all the way. So he can't make, you know, a high five or anything. His pinky's always bent. So if you watch the tape on that unbelievable catch that he had, I mean, to stay with the ball after it was kicked around and catch it through somebody's feet, but his pinky was curled up. And that's the reason why I think the ball didn't hit the ground. So, New England finds another way to scheme. And uh, I think that's the reason why New England won the Super Bowl. Because Pinky Gate. Pinky Gate. That's crazy. Just to have that weird kind of luck in that situation. Who knew one day it would pay off having a weird, strange-looking, deformed finger. That little midget bastard. I can't stand him. He's the most annoying dude. Did you see uh, when... You know how the game ended in overtime... With uh, yeah, the run, mi- yeah, he was mic'd up and he was saying, "Get off the field." Yeah, and- oh, he, but he was celebrating first. He's so full of it. He was celebrating with Tommy, like, "Oh, Tommy, we won, we won!" And then, and then he, Tom goes, "No, they have to review it." Then, like a little bitch, he's screaming at everybody, "Get off the field! Get off the field! It's not over! It's not over!" Until uh, Papa Bill comes over and starts hugging him, and then he's like, "Oh my God, again!" Oh, it's I can't stand the Patriots, man. I mean, I have to tip my hats. The incredible comeback, best Super Bowl in history. I have to say hands down, but I can't stand them. They're so full of it. One thing, though, with that play, though, too, that catch that Edelman had, the ball shouldn't even been caught. I mean, that should have been an interception. Tom Brady threw into th- th- uh, triple coverage. Yeah. I forgot who the defender was, but it went right through his hands, tips it up, and then Edelman's able to catch the ball. Like, that should be picked in game over. So I think Atlanta just had so many chances to actually win this game, and just every break went the wrong way for them. I feel bad for Dan Quinn, man, and Matt Ryan. I like them. I, I, I think Matt Ryan's class acts. Oh, definitely. Good guy. He was good at Boston College. 
He, he stuck with this struggling organization ever since the Michael Vick collapse. And I, I would have liked to see him cash in. But I wonder now, is you've seen with the Carolina Panthers, number one offense, now that they were poopy this year. Then you got Atlanta. Do you see them continuing the success from last year into this year? Well, I think Atlanta's that team that was kinder in it every year, you know, made the playoffs here, made the playoffs there, and then getting eliminated in the first or second round. They just, you know, this year they finally got over that hump, won the two games, got into the Super Bowl. I mean, as, as, every, as long as everyone stays, I think they're only just going to get better. I mean, they just brought in a guy, uh, Starskeezen. I think that's how you pronounce it. Oh, Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian from yeah, he really, Alabama. He did a one and done. You know, coach he might and, get drunk and pass out. And coach the national championship game, and then they bring in him to be the offensive coordinator. And he even said that he's an aggressive play caller. But with that offense, I mean, I, Julio Jones, I think he's yeah, only 28. Drinking makes you yeah, pretty tw- aggressive. 28 years old, so he's got to definitely, you know, he's in his prime of his career right now. And I don't think anyone could stop him. He said it. no one's stopping him one-on-one. I hear the, some say he's the Johnny Manziel of uh, coordinators. <laughs> with the offense that they have with Coleman and Freeman, they could keep everyone in the organization. I definitely think they could be back next year. Yeah. Well, the difference between them and Carolina, I mean, they do play in the same same division, but Carolina lost Norman, so their defense fell off. Keekly, uh MVP caliber on defense. Concussions. concussions. He's been out. And Cam Newton, Cam Newton uh, he didn't have his wings when he was Superman this year and couldn't fly. So I think that just caught up with him, the whole MVP, and all the expectations that they thought of him. And I'm actually not even a Cam Newton fan. I hate him, and I was so happy to see him fail this year. But it's just... uh, Yeah, the flamboyancy comes back to bite you in the ass a lot. But Atlanta, I think they need to maybe build up a better secondary. The, uh, The line is good. They had Vic Beasley lead the league in sacks. And I think... I don't think they could be back in the Super Bowl next year. I really see Green Bay coming back strong next year. Aaron Rodgers is really, really pissed after losing and failing that run. You got the Cowboys on the up and up. And a lot of strong contenders in the NFC. Well, for Super Bowl next year, that's a tough choice to make now. Because you still got the draft and free agency. But for shits and gigs. I really see the Giants coming back hard next year. I think Eli Manning gets it together. Odell needs to clean up the act a little bit and stop with the flamboyancy. It seems to be a negative light. So I think I'm going to go with the Giants and Patriots for the third time. Can Eli Manning beat the beat Goliath again? You got new. You got the Giants going back to the Super Bowl against Brady. For round three. Round three. Final chapter. Call it now. You heard it here first. New Your New York Jets <laughs> fan going and picking the New York Giants. Hey, man. When it comes to picking, you ain't a fit. You don't need to be a fan. All right. That's a pretty bold uh, prediction. To me, I don't need, you know, no one even seen the Cowboys come having a year that they did. Uh, we've. I really, I... Don't know. I mean, I definitely New England's going to be in it again next year, at least in the playoffs. The run that they had, the way Brady's been playing. A uh, couple teams, I would, you know, we've got to see how they draft is. What is where does Tony Romo land? Yeah, that's a big sweepstake, Tony Romo. I know the Jets just hired a coach that has connections with Jay Cutler. They're thinking maybe bringing him in. Oh God, I would kill myself. I'd rather Tyrod Taylor. 
if I had to make, I like the Green Bay prediction. They were my prediction uh, this year to win it all. I definitely, I, I want to, if I had to pick, I'm going to go Green Bay Packers. That was my prediction they this year. So defense, I need a defense, man. Need a defense. They got a draft defense. And I'm, I'm going to go with my same prediction as, as this past year. I'm going to go with it again this year. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Big Bang comes back and healthy. They're going to have them the whole year. He's saying year. he might retire. What do you no, mean he's, healthy? He's, he's saying he might back retire. stronger, better than ever. He's Antonio Brown is going to get his uh, act together. He's going to stay off Facebook Live. Le'Veon Bell is going to be there the whole season. I think they... Not if he's smoking the weed, man. That guy's always getting suspended for some stupid-ass shit. James Harrison's coming back. That guy's like 57 years old. He's going to be stronger and better than ever. <laughs> and I think they're going to revamp their defense. And we'll see them again in uh, the playoffs next year and hopefully make a run at Super Bowl 52. Yeah, well, I don't think the Steelers... I think they're trash. I think they're, <laughs> they're unorganized. I think Tomlin doesn't... I think Tomlin's a great coach. But I don't see him making a Super Bowl again because... Antonio Brown's too too much of a loose cannon. Le'Veon Bell never really never really seems to make it a full season one way or the other. Either suspended an injury, and Ben Roethlisberger is a freaking crybaby. Crybaby? How? He guy takes the most hits. He's most he, physical quarterback. I don't care what you say about Cam Newton. Cam Newton's a crybaby. He makes himself look like a hero. Like he comes out wearing a boot, a walker boot after the uh, divisional game. Like, precaution, you don't, you know, we don't want to twist his. Oh ankle. come on! And and then now he's talking about how his body hurts and he might retire. Don't get me wrong. Big props. Taz Meniscus comes back a week or two after. That, that, I mean, that's big. I mean, you just, I just told you. Yeah, I, I had meniscus surgery. I'm still you no know, barely to walk up and down my stairs to get in my house. Yeah, three had, weeks later, I had to carry him to his doctor's today. <laughs> oh, it was embarrassing. I fell in the snow. He was in the snow. He was wet. I was wet. It was just a mess. Real. This is this is real. This is real life. This happened today. As I was walking in physical therapy, old, old Russian lady, you know, get trying to get her car was stuck. Whatever. She had a cardboard. I think a pizza box underneath a tire. And she said, "Excuse me, sir. Sir, can you give me a push?" And I just looked at her. I said, "Ah, sorry, no physical activity," and just kept walking. <laughs> I felt bad, but I don't want to re-injure myself. And then you got this guy, you know, a week after surgery, going and uh, playing. She thought you were playing it. <laughs> That's messed up. She thinks she's like cursing you. I out. kind of yeah, in a probably Russian accent, and who knows what she was mm-hmm. yelling. But I kind of felt bad, but at the same time, I'm trying to <laughs> re-injure myself. I had enough surgeries already. But I think that's about uh, does it on today's uh, show. Early predictions for next year. Big Ant going with the New England Patriots back in the Super Bowl against the New York Giants. Big risk. And I'm taking the uh, Green Bay Packers as my 2016 prediction going with it again. Green Bay Packers versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. It sucks that uh, football's over with. And now we got to find uh, something else to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with this whole New York basketball thing. We'll get on that next week and Soon we got the Mets and Yankees starting in a couple days, so pitchers and catchers Spring are Spring training next week, can't wait. Two weeks until uh, the Mets and Yanks open up and play their first spring training game. So we'll get into that next week now that football's over. And we got the drafts coming up in a couple months, so that's, we'll get back to football then. But until then, we'll see you guys next week. Don't forget to email us up at washedupneverwaspod at gmail.com and check us out on Twitter at washed, at washedneverpod and also check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud. Thank you very much, and we'll see you guys next week. Big see ya. Lay off the uh, brownies, all right? Yikes.